listening to a Called Collective podcast, where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. The Called Collective produces multiple podcasts, which you can find in the description below. To learn more about The Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. Welcome back to the Defining Yes podcast. My name is Regan Tippy. I'm your host on today's special episode of the New Year's Eve, the New Year podcast. I'm very excited for everything that we get to experience in this next year to come with this podcast um, and everything that we get to talk about, the stories we get to hear, the testimonies that we get to witness. I'm so excited to be a part of that. But I'm also just so thankful for the last few months of being able to begin this journey with you guys and doing the Defining Yes podcast and all the stories we've already heard. And I know that these stories have just changed the way I've been able to look at ministry and has encouraged me in my ministry. And I've loved to hear a variety of people telling me how much the different episodes have meant to them. And I was just talking to my friend Jordan. She was like, I just listened to Amy Beagle's podcast and she was like, here's two things that I thought was so cool. And just being able to hear the different ways that it has touched people and knowing that this is just part of the job I get to do. It's been so much fun. And I hope you have loved the journey. And I'm excited for what's to come next year. Um, and with that, I want to wish you a happy 2024. And to issue into that, I thought about talking just a few things that I want to take into the next year. But something that I am very much against is New Year's resolutions. They drive me crazy. And if you create New Year's resolutions, you go, girl, you do your thing. But New Year's resolutions drive me crazy because when we step away from them, when we mess up, when we fail, we just think we can't jump back on, right? Everybody has on their New Year's resolutions, I will go to the gym at least three times a week or whatever it may be. And if they mess up on that, they're like, well, I already messed up once. I don't have to go back. And we forget that that's part of our lives, right? We have to exercise. We have to work out. We have to take care of our bodies because our bodies are temples and God has called us to take care of his temple. And so just thinking about how can we change this language a little bit to instead of these are my 2024 goals, these are my life goals that I want to begin stepping into better in 2024, right? In this new season of life. And so three things that I thought of that I want to do better in and may encourage you to also want to step into it. The first one is I want to be where my feet are, right? I, this year has already been such a big transition. I graduated college, started my master's. I moved into a house off campus. Um, I started a new job. I'm still a youth pastor. I've just got a lot going on. Well, I'm still a little bit in my old life. I'm still on the cross-country team. I'm still on IWU's campus, still have the, the college life and all these things that have also remained constant. But one thing that is difficult is I'm a little all over the place, right? My friends on the team are still in their undergrad, and so they still have chapel. They still eat in Baldwin. They still have points at McCon, and if anybody does, they can give some to me all these things that are just normal to them that I have to work a little harder to get, right? I don't, I'm not allowed to go to chapel because we have class during that time. And so what does it look like to ask my friends what chapel was about and ask them for a swipe into Baldwin so I can eat with the team or my friend group? What does it look like to connect with them? And so these things are constantly going through my head. 
as I'm also trying to navigate being a youth pastor and being present for my students, getting coffee with them, showing up to their swim meets, taking them out for dinner, doing all these things. I still want to be available in this way. And yet part of me has to prepare for next year, right? Come the beginning of June, I will be moving down to South Carolina. I took a residency position at a live Wesleyan church, and I'm so excited for what's to come in the future uh, that God has has been preparing me for. But part of that preparation cannot take me out of what I am doing now, right? Especially as I'm still on staff at a church. I want to be fully present with my students, with my congregation, with my staff here at IWU, with my team, with my classmates, with my professors. I want to be so present with them that I almost, you know, forget about next year. Not not neglecting the pre- preparation that needs to be done, but I just want to be so available here. I want to be available for the ways that God steps in and wants to change things and move things and the ways that he's taking me. I want to be available so that when my teammate needs to talk, I can stay up until 12 a.m. talking to her about these things that are going on in her life. I want to be so available and in order to be available, we have to be fully where our feet are. That means if I'm at practice, I want to be so for my teammates and I want to be connecting with them. If I'm in the classroom, I want to be dialoguing with my classmates about this the- theological concept or about this thing in American Christianity or whatever it may be. If I'm in Louisville visiting my boyfriend, I want to be fully present with his family and connecting with them. I want to be where my feet are. So that when I move to South Carolina in June, I can be fully where my feet are there and not look back onto what I missed here while I had the time to be here. And so this year, one of my life goals is going to be to be where my feet are. Another one is I want to live with my hands open wide. This is something I was talking about with, I think, a family friend the other day of just what does it look like to live life with our hands fully open, right? Right. Because oftentimes when we have something, we want to we wanna grip it a little hard, right? We want to we hold it onto it tight. I mean, every, every high school relationship or even college relationship, we want to hold on to them tight, saying like, Lord, I don't want this to change. I want it to stay the same. In reality, not all relationships are meant to last, right? I was just reflecting this week about how much my friend dynamic has changed from the beginning of college to now. There are some people who have remained so constant, but almost every year it's changed to some dynamic. But if I were to try to hold so much onto certain friendships, right, the Lord couldn't have opened up another door to more friendships, richer friendships, things like that. And so to live life with our hands open wide, right, I can have these thoughts of where I want to take the my youth students in the next four months, right? We're here and I want to land here. But if I have that set in stone, then I say, God, my plan is far greater than yours. I don't want you to change it. I don't want you to tweak it. It's my plan. You sit back and watch, but I'm going to do it for you. But the reality is, I just say, Lord, this is what I want to see out of the students. This is what I want to experience with them. But Father, if your plan is different than that, let's go that direction, right? Because my hands are open. I want to do what you do. I want to see it the way you see it. I want to be your hands and feet. I want to live my life with my hands open wide. And the last thing, number three, is I want to say yes to the changes and the challenges. 
Right. And in my mind, it's hard to not see changes are challenges <laughs> because I am so I'm so comfortable with the way things are. And I can take little change at a time, but big changes are quite, quite scary to me. But I want to say yes to the changes and the challenges. Let me tell you something. Ministry is hard. I've probably said that way too many times on this podcast, but ministry is hard. That's part of it. We're not saying yes to diving into this easy field where we get to just have the best of people, the best of successes, the best stories, right? We're saying yes to the dirt and the grime that comes with ministry. We have to work with people who may not see things the way we see them. We have to work with people who may not be our biggest fan. We may have to work with people who have walked into a tough situation again and again and again, and we constantly have to be there to pull them out. There's going to be challenges in ministry. There's also going to be changes, right? Like I said, I'm about to walk into a huge life change in the next few months. And part of that means preparing for it, right? I was telling my parents this week, this is my last long time at home, right? We're on Christmas break. I'm here for three, three weeks at home, but I won't be able to experience that again while living in my parents' house, right? So things I have to do, I have to start packing my childhood room. That's not really a childhood room because I moved to this house in college, but I have to pack those things that I've just moved from house to house and haven't really thought too much about, you know, whether they're worth keeping. But moving into my own apartment, moving into my own life out in South Carolina, I had to start thinking through those things. I had to pack now so that come, you know, May, the month before I leave, I can just go home and be with my family and not feel like I have to accomplish anything. And so I want to step in and say yes to these changes and these challenges knowing that every single step of my life is something that the Lord has seen, has blessed, and has been a part of, right? Even the, the biggest struggles, the biggest tears that have come, the Lord has been a part of it. And it may not be evident to me at the time, but he has just been so faithful to me and he has been f- so faithful to you. And I hope that you see it. And if not, I challenge you to just take a deeper look because I promise that in every every change, every challenge, and every exciting thing that we get to walk into. He's a part of it. He's with you. He's your champion. He's so excited to journey with you. And so those are my three things that I want to take into this next year, but I want to call them my life goals. And they are, number one, I want to be where my feet are. Number two, I want to live with my hands open wide And number three, I want to say yes to the changes and the challenges. And going into this next year, I just want to see that played out a little more in my life, um, even with part of this podcast. But I just hope that you enter into this new year feeling super grateful and are able to reflect on the amazing things you got to do this year and even the hard things um, and the ways that the Lord has brought you through them. If you are currently in a situation that seems hard and seems as if you will never see the light, I promise light is coming and it may not look the way that we want it to, but the light is the Lord and the Lord is always present. And I hope that's just an encouragement to you today. I hope you have a great time celebrating with friends and family, ringing in the new year, watching the ball drop, doing all the things. Uh, I will probably be a grandma this year and not do much uh, because it's part of my life. So (laughs) I hope you have a great new year and we'll see you back next week with a normal Defining Us podcast. I'm super excited to see this content in the new year. But we'll see you back next year.